Hello and good evening, everyone. It is your good friend, Mr. Eric Norton. I'm here tonight with my new good friend, Mr. Danny Petens, a wonderful artist that uh, was actually supposed to be with us last week, but because of some commitments, had to reschedule tonight, which is fine because we had the slot open. I was actually kind of saving it for him, hoping that we'd be here. We'll get to Danny in just a moment. I want to say thank you to uh, Midwest Box Breaks for being part of the team tonight and sponsoring the show. What's up to the whole team, Ben and the whole team over there at Midwest? Thank you so much. Use code MBB10. You will get yourself uh, 10% off of your first break at MidwestBoxBreaks.com. Danny, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so happy that I can finally be on the show. I, it sucks that I missed it last week, but I mean, I feel like this is going to be a lot of fun. So thanks for having me. I, I hope that you find it to be a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun with the other artists talking about Fidgy cards, and we're going to talk about that again tonight a little bit. But we're also going to talk about your career, uh, you know, where you are right now as an artist, how you got into it. We'll talk about collecting a little bit, if you don't mind, and we'll talk, sure. of course, hockey, because tonight is the opening are the opening games of the NHL. And yes, uh, so I just want to pick your brain about that, being a uh, Canadian yourself. But before we do that, let's get into a little bit about you and who you are. Tell us, tell us a little bit about Danny. Sure. Um, it's it's kind of a, a winding trail in terms of, you know, where I'm at now and who I've become. But for my entire life, I, I've always drawn, but it was always just a hobby. And mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people told me, you know, don't be an artist. Too many starving artists out there. So I actually went to school, got my master's, became a registered physiotherapist. And due to some uh, some some mental issues and some tough times that I went through, I left that tried out a whole bunch of other careers and finally kind of when all seemed bleak I turned back to turn back to the pencils started drawing again and I've been having a lot of fun with it since so I am a pencil artist I'm from Canada and I uh, love hockey you said when all seemed bleak you just turned back to what you know isn't that amazing how you just kind of go back to what you know you're going to be okay right yeah, exactly. You know, I think a lot of people, they spend a lot of time kind of avoiding maybe what they're meant to do for lack of a better term. But when you start finally doing it and allowing yourself to do what you feel you're meant to do, it's amazing how great it feels. Yeah, it's really great how it just all comes together. And then all of a sudden, here we are, and you're one of the freaking best artists in the world. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that means a lot. There's a lot of great artists out there. So I'm just happy that, you know, I get to have a platform and that I get to be here and talk about it with you. So thank you so much. Uh, I, I love it. Uh, Donnie, my good friend, Donnie chimes in and says, he says, it's hard to be passionate when you're not doing what you love. Can you oh, speak 100%. to that? Does that make a lot of sense? Yeah. And a lot of people ask me for advice, you know, how can I get better? How can I be a better artist? How do I achieve better results? And the two things I always recommend to people are patience and passion. And if you have that passion, I don't think it matters really what you're doing. If you have the passion about what you're doing, it's going to show through uh, in your results and in your quality, for sure. Absolutely. So uh, I want to talk about the beginnings of your of your art career. Has it always been graphite for you? Or are, are you are you specializing graphite? Sure. Graphite, what it is? Uh, or what, what do you think? I mean, I think when we're younger, I think a lot of us, the first medium that we try is pencil just because it mm -hmm. is so accessible. So it's the one that I gravitated to early on. And I think because of that and the nostalgia of it, I keep coming back to it. But I work in all kinds of different mediums, you know, oil paintings, um, not wearing my Bob Ross shirt tonight. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, lo I love painting. I love colored pencils. I love digital art. I love it all. I just love art, period. But I do specialize in graphite pencil. Um, it's kind of what I've become known for. And I love just being able to push the boundaries of uh, such a simple yet uh, very, very interesting medium. You know, uh, guys. 
I'm going to share some photos here as we, oh, I say photos. This is all art that uh, Danny's done. And like this first piece here is just freaking amazing. I was telling you before we came on air that, that like, I can't draw stick figures and, <laughs> and you're doing this with graphite. And that kills me because I just want to be as talented as you are, sir. <laughs> so so as I flip, as I flip through some of this, uh, we'll, we'll continue to talk about, uh, you know, your career. So you start, did you go to school to, to be an artist? No, I didn't. I actually went to school. Uh, I got my undergraduate in kinesiology and then I got my master's in physiotherapy. The goal since I honestly, since I was in grade seven was to be a physiotherapist. I was always drawn to that. Um, and so I never really received any professional training in pencil. It's all self-taught. Uh, but again, I just love sitting at my desk and experimenting, trying different techniques. Every time I do a new piece, I feel like I'm trying to reinvent what I'm doing. So I, <laughs> This man, I don't even know what. To, let's start right here. Can we start sure. right here on yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Because the reflection in off the uh, off the the visor here, and you've done this with pencil. Like, how long does a piece like this take? This one specifically took forty hours. Forty hours. Yeah. And yeah, that, is that hours. just you, hardcore sitting down in in the lab or the studio and, and just <laughs> and just knocking this thing out? Uh, no. And, and I think a lot of people think that is how it is. They're like, I was talking to somebody yesterday and they said, how long does it take? And I said, 40 hours. So they said, Oh, so two days. I'm like, well, no, it, it was over the course of a couple of weeks. Mm. Um, the busier I get, and, and I'm sure some of the artists would be able to attest to this that we had on, but the busier you get, the, the more your responsibilities are for social media and mm. marketing and doing other things to promote your art and, and push what you're doing further along. So I would say generally piece is though, though I'm spending more and more time on them now generally take a couple of weeks 40 hours plus okay I got you because I, you know I, I I can't find time to sit down to, to do to do something in three hours I don't know how you find 40 hours but it makes sense that you're you know you're spending time with social media and you know building your brand and everything like that which is great I and mean, I want to talk about your brand here because uh we'll, we'll just start with fidgy cards because sure. you're a part of the fidgy fidgy card art team and uh all all of you uh guys and girls did, did a wonderful job, but uh, let's talk about that. Uh, how were you approached about being a part of the Fiji, Fiji Guard art team? So this came back, I think it was, I think it was back in March. Um, I was on vacation and, and I got an email message from someone claiming to be related to Thatcher Demko. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was kind of at a time where I was starting to get some other, you know, high profile people reach out to me. And they said, I'd love to chat to you about a project. So I fired it off to my manager. I was like, what do you think? Is this real? He's like, well, you know, let's, let's find out. So I called uh, Brenton who you had on the show there. Mm -hmm. uh, and he started talking about this project where, and he tried to pitch it to me in a nutshell. Um, but he said, you know what, we're trying to mesh the world of NFTs and, and physical art. And we really want to have some really talented artists on here to help collaborate and work with Thatch to create some really, really cool art that we think is going to go over very, very well. And immediately I fell in love with the idea. I mean, not in, not only am I a, a Vancouver fan, but I'm a Thatch fan, especially, you know, his playoff run that he had. Uh, so I, I was in right from the start. So uh, as I pull up the artist here, uh, obviously Lauren Blake and Jamie were on last week and I, and we, we talked about their cards. I want to talk specifically about your card here. Uh, the, the detail in the helmet is fantastic. Thank you. Is that, is that Mars attacks? It looks like Mars attacks. I don't know that it is, but it, I mean, obviously it's a helmet that he wore, but like, it, how do you, how do you do that in pencil, man? 
I just don't understand it. Um, yeah, and like I said, every time I sit down and work on a new piece, I'm always trying to figure out different ways of accomplishing something. So mm-hmm. when when it came to doing this piece, I, I had already done a few other goalie masks, and okay. because this helmet and this art style that's on here is so illustrated i got immediately excited about it so in a way i wasn't trying to simulate a photograph as you know i'm trying to do uh with a lot of the other pieces i do this time i actually got to reproduce art uh you know with with the pencils but there's a lot of different you get to know goalie masks really really well when you draw them and draw all the mm-hmm. individual details uh and uh, there was lots of elements in here that were just a lot of fun so really it's just taking my time um paying attention to all the areas that uh, you know, require a little bit of extra detail. And I, it sounds kind of bleak when I say it and kind of depressing, but when I see my piece of paper, even when it's near the end and it's almost done, I still see all the things that are wrong with it. And a lot of artists will probably say the same thing, but it's just a matter of, you know, how far do you want to take it in order to, you know, correct all those little things that you see wrong with it. And at what point is enough enough? Uh, and, you know, I tried to mesh artwork as a as a therapy for my own anxiety that I go through in my mm-hmm. own perfectionism. So a lot of people would think, oh, wow, this is all about achieving perfection. But for me, it's about achieving a great result that a lot of people are going to love, but also realizing that things don't have to be 100 percent perfect. So we have a we have a sign hanging. My, we're, a, we're a homeschool family and we have a sign hanging in our homeschool area that says uh, progress, not perfection. And it's, uh, I think that's what it is for a lot of people, right? When, it, Especially when it comes to art. You see something and uh, you, you take it and I give you a picture and I give three other artists the same picture and you all give me something different back. And none of them are going to be perfect, but they're all going to be perfect for what they are. They're all great. As long as, you're, and as long as you continue to grow and make progress, that's all that really matters, right? That's all it's about. Really, it really is. And it's a constant battle for me and, you know, my mental state when I'm doing this kind of stuff because I do want to push perfection. Mm -hmm. But by deliberately leaving stuff short, you know, you can kind of prove to yourself that it doesn't have to be perfect. And it is about the process because I I absolutely love drawing. So let's continue then with the Fidgy Cards theme because um, there's so much. We we talked about this last week with the the guys and girls about the project. Obviously, the cards are focusing on Thatcher, but there's that bigger part uh, that is focusing on the children's hospital there in BC. Uh, Obviously I asked all of them the same question, but that's a great thing to be a part of, right? Oh, for sure. Um, People say, to me all the time, can you make a living doing this? Are you rich? What, what, and it's not about the money mm-hmm. art making a switch to art from, you know, being a rehab professional. It was never about the money. It's about feeling good and being a part of projects like this that can give back and support, you know, a children's hospital. That's that you get to walk away from that with it feeling extra special. So I think that's super amazing that it gets to do that. So uh, we'll wrap up the Fiji card talk here because you know, it drops what's today. It drops in two days and a couple of hours. Yeah. Are you how how excited are you, man? This is this has got to be huge on your radar, man. Because not only is it a physical card, it's an NFT. It's it's limited to thirty five, I believe. You you guys have got a great thing going on here. Uh, how do you feel about it all together? 
I'm stoked. I th like I said, this is a crazy project. I think it's going to change the face of collecting. I really do. Um, and I think when it drops, you know, being able to say I'm one of four very, very talented exclusive artists to be, uh, you know, a part of this crazy project. I I'm just, I'm beyond excited. I'm so stoked for this. When you have the, the likes of uh, Blake Jameson and Lauren Taylor singing your praises, along with another great artist, Jamie Thomas, who I don't, I feel like I talk about Jamie a lot because he's a part of the show. He's a friend of mine. I've known him for a long while. Uh, but when you have artists like that singing your praises, man, that's congratulations, man. That's that's really cool. I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, this moves forward. Uh, Brenton picked out a great a great group of guys and girls to be on this first uh, first run. So congratulations. Much success to you. Uh, it drops again Thursday the 14th. You can get in and buy those NFTs and you get the physical card too. So that's that's really amazing. Lauren has the 101. Everybody else's card are number 35, I believe. I'll drop the link right now uh, in the comment section. You guys can go check it out there if you haven't already. All right. Uh, th there is a piece, a particular piece that I want to talk about. And uh, I'm going to bring it up here on the screen. I, first of all, this piece drew a lot of emotion from, from me. And I think when people see it, it's going to draw emotion from them as well. And I, it's this Kobe Bryant piece. Hmm. Uh, man, I, I don't want to sound like a macho tough guy or whatever, but I had never, when celebrities de celebrity deaths, they just didn't seem to affect me. When Kobe died, like my heart broke because that was my guy, you know. And I see the work that you put into this. One, I can tell that you love Kobe, and two, I can tell you love what you do. Tell me about this piece and creating it. So I, I did this in January of of this year, and. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I, up to this point, I started to make a name for myself doing hockey pieces. Uh, but I had somebody reach out to me saying, you know what, I love your stuff. And I really want to share your stuff. But, you know, my followers, they don't follow hockey. So would you consider doing basketball? And I said, yeah, for sure. Um, and then we talked about who we were going to do. And I said, let's do Kobe. You know, um, Kobe, obviously one of the greatest of all time and uh, one of my personal favorites too and in doing this it took me forever to finally settle on a composition that i wanted to do every time i started drawing it it wasn't getting the emotion that i wanted so thank you so much for for saying the emotion it brings across but i wanted to just capture intensity i wanted to capture dedication and i wanted to to capture the kobe that i think a lot of people know and i wanted to capture that mamba mentality um i'm so i i'm kind of caught off guard that you're sharing this um because i absolutely love it and it doesn't really get a lot of love um, just based on, you know, who follows me and, and, and when I, uh, when I get to interact with others about my art. So I'm just, thank you so much for bringing it look, up. Look, I can talk to you hockey all day long, right? We're going <laughs> to talk hockey later, but to, for, so I, we were talking about the sports card expo, which by the way, Hey, everybody listening, I will be there, uh, November 11th through the 14th. I'm going to be there for the whole show. And, uh, the guy that I'm speaking with might be there alongside me. So don't, uh, miss that if you are in the Mississauga area, please come out, hang out, and say hello. But so I can talk hockey all day long with you. I was the hockey analyst at Beckett. I you know know the hockey market pretty well. But one thing I know about uh, about Canada is they love basketball too. They, like, oh yeah, they, they, it might not show 
be, be because of all the hockey cards and everything like that. But the basketball market is just as hot there. And Kobe, you know, whether uh, Raptors fans want to relive it or not, Kobe was an absolute yeah. king in Toronto. And he came yeah. in and, and dropped 81, uh, 81 points on, <laughs> on Ron Artest or uh, not Ron Artest, um, Jalen Rose and, yeah. and the Raptors team. And it's just, man, Kobe is a, is a living, was a living legend. He is a legend now. Uh, but seeing this, how, it, like I said, it drew emotion from me just looking at it. I got to talk to you about sweat drops. How do you draw sure. sweat drops, man? Because this looks impossible. Uh, and, and to be honest, well, I, I have a rule whenever I'm working on my next piece, I call it the 90, 10 rule where 90% of what I'm about to draw is inside my wheelhouse and 10% is outside. Okay. Now this drawing specifically, I had never drawn sweat before. So this was definitely greater than 10% of what I was uncomfortable with. Mm. So when I started working on it, I, 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 I don't know why I even decided to push with this because I had it convinced in my head that trying to draw all the tiny hairs on the top of his head mixed with the sweat and what I was doing just wasn't going to be possible. Mm -hmm. But I, I think, again, I kept telling my, it sounds so corny, but working on this, I kept telling myself, what would Kobe do? <laughs> mm. Honestly, you know, if Kobe was an artist and he was working on something, would he just quit? No, he he would keep going. He would just say, have that Mamba mentality. Right. So it did take a few times that I had to restart over, but it was just a matter of going slow, uh, capturing all the deep shadows, filling in the softness around the droplets. Um, and then finally, kind of when I got it to the point where, uh, you know, I felt like it was looking right. I just, I learned from it, you know, that first sweat stream and I carried it through for the rest. That's uh, amazing. You're right. Kobe would have just pushed through Mamba mentality. He would have been up at the gym drawing at four and, <laughs> That's and right. doing, getting his workout, going home, taking his kids to school and coming back and drawing some more. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic piece. I love it. I, if there are prints available, I need to know because I need one. Just like yeah, there I, are. <laughs> just like I need uh, one of these prints as well. Oh, you're going into the you're going into the deep vault for this one here, Eric. Okay. I, I need to know. <laughs> I need to like the man inside of me that loves the office needs to know what possessed you to draw John Kaczynski as Jim uh, with his very apropos month of October Facebook costume yeah. for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So backtracking a little bit, the first thing I drew when I got back into drawing again, I, I was a professor at Fanshawe at the time. And again, I was struggling mentally and I was watching The Office from mm -hmm. probably the 16th watch through. I'm a huge Office fan. Well, this is, this is, hold on. I'm sorry. This is, this yeah. show is going to take a whole different turn as we talk about The Office now. <laughs> I've watched it 15, 16 times through too. Amazing. Amazing. So. Such a, such a great, <laughs> great show. Um, but uh, I had never tried to draw something that took more than a couple hours before. So mm -hmm. when I sat back down to draw, I decided I was going to draw Prison Mike. And oh. it took it took me eight hours and I did it and I felt so good and that I shared it with people on Reddit and <laughs> they loved it. Actually, a lot of people confused or uh, uh, said that, you know, I was just taking a photo and running it through a filter, but I won't get too much into that. Uh, but then they asked for more. So I followed it up with Pam and then Ryan and Creed and Jim and Stanley. Uh, and then finally, after drawing all these office characters, I was like, I'm going to take a little break. And I'm going to draw Peter Forsberg, which was my first hockey portrait. Mm. Little did I know that that was going to be the start of me going down this, you know, long path of drawing hockey players. Right. I, I haven't even made it back to drawing celebrities. So, you, man, Eric, I'm so happy you're sharing all the art that doesn't get shared by anyone else. Man, this is this, this is worth it. I mean, this I, is my just, wheelhouse, just this right though. Here. 
I could like this this look on Stanley's face is absolutely amazing. Since we're talking about the I'm gonna stop the share screen for just a moment. Yeah. I wanna I I wanna bring up some uh images that my my son is eleven and I I tried he's a great he's he's an artist in his own right and I tried to encourage him all the time to draw. Hey, just keep drawing, just keep drawing, just keep drawing. And he does. So he took his shot at the office, and I would like to run those by you if you don't yeah, mind. Yeah, okay? please, sure. All right, I will. Uh, let me I'm let me excited. find them. And I will bring them up. Yeah. But uh, while we while we're talking about this, I know that our our sales director, uh, Mr. Ted Barker, is a big fan of the office as well. So he might be a little disappointed that he's not going to go to Toronto this this time around <laughs> to talk about the office uh, with you. I mean, like it's a, it's book now. You're just coming to the booth to talk the office with me. That's all. That's, that's all right. You, you know what? Like I have my next office drawing that I have on the schedule was to draw Michael Scott in his hockey gear. Oh, very like, nice. I, I've, I've, I've got everything set up. It's, it's just a matter of sitting down to the schedule and making sure that I do it. But yeah, that was sort of going to be the mesh of the two worlds that kind of got me into art again, hockey in the office. So very nice. That's cool. Uh, I don't know where these things are. I'll look for them and find them later. But um, as, as I look for them, we'll, we'll continue the conversation. Sure. Let's talk about, let's talk about Peter's Ford, Peter's Forsberg, Forsberg and your, your first hockey. Yeah. And like you drew that, and then you get sucked into this world of hockey, which is not a bad place to get sucked into. No. Uh, hockey players are some of the nicest, most uh, congenial people that I know. Uh, every most of us are I've, Canadian, right? Yeah, most of you are. <laughs> I mean, uh, sorry, not sorry, right? It's, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Right. But like, obviously, it's a it's a natural landing spot for you because you are Canadian, and you know the great game of hockey is is home there. But like, did, did somebody ask you to draw Peter, or did you do it on your own, or? How, how did that happen? Um, so when I first started drawing when I was younger, I, all I would do was sit at my desk, grab, you know, Beckett magazines or hockey magazines or whatever they might be and just draw hockey players. That's all I would okay. do. Uh, and so when I got back into drawing, I said, I want to draw Peter Forsberg because he's my favorite skater of all time, but not until I feel like my talents are where they could, you know, do him justice. Sure. So, so finally, you know, coming off of this run of office drawings and doing some commissions for people, I said, let's give it a shot. So I drew Peter Forsberg 19 hours, uh, posted it on Reddit, social media. And the very next day, somebody from the NHL sends me a message and says, can I share this drawing? It's unreal. And I was like, okay, if you are who you say you are, like, please go for it. Uh, and then it popped up like two days later and it's sort of falling on millions of eyes and it was like a dream come true. So it was that feedback to kind of keep going with hockey. Now that led to obviously the, the you know, Bo Hovart and the, the other players that you've drawn. What do they say when they see these active players, see your work of them? Um, it's so when they do reach out and when I do get to meet them or, you know, if I am lucky enough to have that happen, they're, they're usually very, very excited about it. Um, mm. like it's the, the common response is it's unreal. Like, I can't believe it. It's unreal. That's the <laughs> usual reaction that I get. And it's, it's very surreal to me because these guys are idols to me. You know what I mean? Most of them are younger than me now. So it feels kind of strange that way. But like I hold hockey at just another level and seeing these guys sort of humanized by reaching out and, and describing how much they like what I've done of them. It, it's, it's an amazing feeling. It really so is. Do you have a player that you haven't drawn yet that you want to? Oh, I got a long list. 
Um, probably the biggest one is number 99. Like I still mm. haven't done that. You know, yes. I, I did a portrait of him and, and, and Walter together, uh, which uh, went over very well, but I'm saving Gretzky for a special occasion, but I got a long list of players, you know, Paul Korea, a, a lot of the players that I really, really, really want to draw, not to take anything away from today's generation of players, but I grew up watching hockey in the late nineties, early two thousands. Right. So all of those guys from that area, like, I'm just, I wish I could draw faster. <laughs> I really wish I could draw faster, man. You you stole my thunder, as you said, number ninety nine. I was gonna say yes, Wolf Piedmont, but uh, no one no one knows who Wolf Piedmont is, right? Do you do you know? I know. No, you know. I know the name. I know the name. I swear I know it. But it's you know what? I'd be making a fool of myself if I tried to bluff any more than that. I know the name. Wolf Piedmont is the last player to wear 99 before Gretzky did. No way. Yeah. So uh, see, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So I have a, I have a kind of a, an infamous story. I was uh, supposed to interview uh, Del Horchuk at the sports card mm. uh, expo. And I got up on stage and Dell is not there, but Wolf Piedmont is there. And guess who I had to interview on the fly. <laughs> really? <laughs> it was a very interesting conversation. Wow. Uh, Wolf, Wolf played in the league in the you know the the sixties and seventies and uh and you know I I vaguely had an awareness of him, not enough to carry a conversation, but he was generous and we we made it through. Oh, that's good. See, that's what pros do, though. You're a yeah. pro, Eric. <laughs> I try. I try to be a pro. That's I good. don't know. I don't know how much of a pro I am, but oh, that's good. But here we are. You know, it's, it's, it's going to make it, oh, I think I might find these pictures. I'm well, you know, it's, 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 it's funny. It, it sparks a, a memory that I had. So the very first NHL player to, to come and see me. So we're, we're sitting in our booth at the Western fair market here in London. It's last November and in comes a family and woman walks up to me and says, you haven't responded to any of my emails, but um, my name's uh, Blakeney and you might know my husband, uh, Corey Perry. Mm. <laughs> And I didn't recognize him. Wow. <laughs> like I was saying, I didn't recognize him. I felt like such a fool. I was like, oh my God, Corey, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but uh, you talk about, you know, having to do something on the fly there. Um, that's interesting. <laughs> sorry, I, I did find these out. Now, I just want to walk okay. through this with you. Yeah, Nick I'm Gable, excited. hey, Nick, thanks for joining me, man. I hope that you uh, got your, your box of Topps cards uh, recently as those were sent out. I hope you got those. All right, so here we go. Let me share these with you. Just because you're an artist and there's a, there is a, uh, a connection here. Yeah, yeah. All right, so the first up here is Kevin. Okay, yeah. You see okay. it? Okay, you, you got you you listen. Yeah, you got the balding going on at the top. You got that fancy suit. I see awesome. it. Awesome. All right, I, lo I love them. I'm very proud of these. I think the, I think you did a great job. Uh, here we have Stanley. Stanley and the mustache. Does Stanley have a mustache? Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great callback to the show, too. <laughs> But my favorite, fantastic. Part, my favorite part about this is the bird Phyllis up here in the corner. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's so good. You can tell that we watched the office a little too much in the house. Uh, this is no, Jim. No such thing. No this, such is, thing. this is yep. Jim. Yep. Uh, what do we got here? Next is, uh, I asked, I was like, is this Osama bin Laden? He was like, no, no that's the IT guy. No, it's not. What? Yes, it is. Oh, it's, Darryl. Is it's either Daryl or the IT guy. I think it's the IT guy, which is perfect. If, if, that, if that's the fro, yeah, then, then that's Daryl for sure. Okay, for sure. All right, I'll ask him to make sure. And then uh, Dwight. Here's Dwight, Dwight, yeah, yeah, classic hair part. There you go. Got that would, evil stare going on. 
And I think that was the last one. Oh, nope. There's Jim again. Also, the other one might have been Michael. Might have been. Yeah. Here's Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> oh, it's so good to see it. You know what I mean? Like, these are the kind of drawings where it's just, you know, I, like, that's that's how I felt when I was drawing The Office. It's just, it feels good. It's something that makes you feel good. And yeah. you're just connecting with it in a different way. You're letting that passion for the show come through in a different form. Uh, I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. No that problem. I, 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 I'm great, happy man. to share it with you because yeah. of the connection there. So let's talk about hockey. It starts tonight. You got any uh, predictions for the season? Um, nothing, nothing solid. I think Tampa's looking good again. Um, but I, I think some other teams are starting to close that gap a little bit. I keep holding out for my abs every year to, you know, make more of a splash in the playoffs. And I, I think it's possible, but I think that's the other thing that I really like about hockey is it's, you know, any team can be, beat any other team on any given night. Right. Now I got to ask you about collecting. Did you collect sure. hockey cards? I did. I yeah. did. Uh, I didn't get like crazy series into it where I would be able to go into the hobby shops. Uh, we never had a lot of money to spend on that stuff, but I collected the McDonald's hockey cards every mm -hmm. single year. Like awesome. I have all, I have all the sets, you know, from 93, uh, 94 on, um, Tim Hortons. Now I collect all of those and it's, it's just so much fun. There's something about collecting, you know, being able to rip a pack and, and pull something big. Like it's just, there's, there's no feeling like it. My wife says like, she's like, it's a waste of time. I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't understand the love of ripping these packs, you know? I, I, so just for, uh, for the novice who might not, or the American that might not understand, what it means to go to Tim Hortons and get a pack of hockey cards. Like, can you explain that experience? Um, well, it's crazy here. Like when you mm -hmm. hear that the cards are out, you go ASAP mm -hmm. because what people are doing is they show up. Cause I, I think not that I'm trying to get this wrong for Tim Hortons sake, but I think you could buy a drink and you would get a discount on a pack. It okay. used to be you buy a drink and you'd get three discounts or on discount on three packs. But what people do is they just go, and they just buy a box. They just buy a hundred car, uh, hundred packs all at once. So you don't yeah. get that opportunity. So you rush there, you get your packs, you bring them back home. You sit down, you're like, all right, here we go. You just start ripping them open. You see that nice foil come across and you know, you pull that random redemption card and you're just like, yes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, you're sipping your Tim's coffee along the way. It's a good time. <laughs> it, it's a fun, it's a fun little thing to be a part of. I, I hope to, I, I get Tim, I get Timmy's cards sent to me. I don't, I've never opened them, uh, out of Timmy's. So okay. hopefully okay. someday I will get to do that. But until then, uh, you know, I, I'll just, I'll, I'm very thankful for the guys who send, send cards to me to do it. Uh, all right. Speaking of 99, uh, I want to, I need to do my, my uh, legacy sports art spotlight, if you don't mind. Yeah, and go for it. So when I did this last week, I had, um, I had Jamie talk about your work. So if you don't mind, I want to ask you to just kind of critique Jamie's work. We know it's oh, amazing. I love Jamie's work. We know it's amazing. So uh, there's sure. no, no harm, no foul there. But what, just like when you see his work, uh, we'll pull up these cards here. What, what, what do you see with, with your artist eye? What stands out to you? The essence of the player. I mean, this is what I see with Jamie's stuff all the time, you know, again, not trying to take away from other portrait artists, but I think what Jamie does is, is something that I strive to do is capture that, you know, that soul of the player. And if you take a look at some of these poses, you know, like that tiger grimace there on the follow through mm -hmm. as he's focusing on what's going to happen, he's seeing it 
he's he's seeing his shot manifest the exact way that he saw it you know mm-hmm. and you got that Gretzky stare that when, when you saw him do that in the game like you know it was just over but again like even though it on this screen it's tough but I do know these pieces of art because I have looked at them um, fairly closely on his site and on his Instagram the detail that he's able to get on such a small scale like I think that's something that people don't really understand um, that our artists drawing on such a small scale is incredibly difficult uh, and the 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 result that he's able to get is is amazing so you heard it here tonight uh, from one of the best graphite artists that you'll ever see. Uh, go check out Legacy Sports Art. Use, I'm sorry, LegacySportsArt.com and use code BLP2021. You can get yourself 10% off your first custom sketch order there. Uh, and I'm sure that Jamie would love to know that uh, we sent you up there to have a good time. The holiday season is right around the corner. Go ahead and hook a loved one up with a uh, with a piece for the holidays. All right, we're going to start to wrap up the show here. We're in the final five minutes. That means, uh, Danny, it's time for the final five. Uh, final I did, five. All right. I I did not prep you for this on purpose. Now I'm, I'm nervous. Gonna, now I'm going to ask you five random questions. I'm going to let you choose from the what the heck deck or the would you rather deck. I'll let you pick which one you want. All five are coming from one deck. All five are coming from one from one deck. Oh, what the heck? Let's go. All right, what the heck? What the heck? I will shuffle the cards and ask you uh, five random questions. Uh, in the audience, in the comment section, please play along. I like to play along as well. Uh, and then we will say good night and adieu to Mr. Danny as we wrap up here. All right, five random questions from what the heck? Oh, I'm sorry. I messed up the shuffle there, but here we go. All right. If you could have anything named after you, what would you want it to be? Hockey stadium. A hockey stadium? My man, that's a big, that's a big commitment there. Hey, that's what we're, you didn't say that to be realistic, right? No, why not, man? (laughs) The Danny Peaton's hockey stadium. No, no, you know what? It'd be super cool to, to have some pencils named after me to be honest like to give you the boring answer the boring but realistic answer i think it'd be super cool to have sort of branded pencils like i think that would be awesome that's uh absolutely a great thing for you like i'm a fat guy scott Rhodes says street i get it scott you want a street named after you i'm a fat guy fat guy i want a hamburger or a sandwich hey all right okay i'll go very canadian for you i would have i would love to have some poutine uh named after me like (laughs) Yes, I would like that. You know what? See, now I got now the wheels are spinning. You know, I'd love love to have a a nice IPA named after me too. Like I'd be, I'd be all for that. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm not, I'm not a beer drinker, but hey, I get where you're going. I understand. (laughs) I understand. Um, that's that's an inappropriate question. I can't answer that. Um, (laughs) What is the scariest sound you could hear in the middle of the night? What the heck, eh? Yeah. Uh, the, the sound, the croaking from the grudge. I don't know if oh, you've yeah. ever heard, if you've yeah, ever heard yeah. of the, uh, I, I can't do it right now, but yeah. like that, that would be the absolute creepiest thing. Like right in my ear, I, yeah. I'd lose it. I'd lose it. I, w- I was going to say my ex-wife coming in my house, but you know, that's <laughs> the grudge is, is uh, just as good. <laughs> uh, would you ever pick up a hitchhiker? No, no. Hard pass. Not. Hard okay, pass, we, man. We, we just discussed the grudge. So, I, I have, uh, I have, I avoid like some acquaintances that I know fairly well in tight places. So. 
Fantastic. Scott Rhodes says glass breaking. I okay. Yeah, that's not yeah. that's not a good one. Uh, is, let's see. If you're off it, nope, can't ask that one. Man, I have you ever been arrested? Nope. Never, Never been, been arrested. arrested. No. I'm I'm boring, man. I'm you're so boring. boring. I'm a homebody. I don't I don't get to get in trouble enough. <laughs> All right. Good one here. If you could sing a duet with anyone, who would it be? Singing, eh? Well, it'd have to be somebody that I knew I would never see again because I've embarrassed them enough. You know what? Let's keep the Canadian theme and let's just go with Celine Dion, the absolute legend. Celine uh, Dion. Yeah, Celine Dion. Let's just let's just go that route. I don't know why that's popping into my head, but Canadian, you know, tremendous talent. Let's do it. All right, let's stay Canadian. I'll say Drake. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> uh, so you got no hitchhiker here. Uh, Robert Plant. I don't, I'm I'm not a huge Robert Plant fan, but Scott, I get where you're going. Uh, what? No hitchhiker. No comment to being arrested, Nick. I hope. Let's don't talk about you being arrested. Um, this is kind of gross, Nick. A fart, and you're the only one in the house, and it wasn't you. Oh. Okay. Oh. That's creepy. Uh, still not as creepy as your ex-wife coming in, but uh, either way, <laughs> uh, there you go. All right. Oh, El Nick Gable says Elvis. He wants to sing a duet with Elvis. I'm still that going Drake. I'm still yeah. going Drake. Actually, if you want to get really deep and Canadian in it, Tom Green used to be in a hip hop group back in the day in Canada. And oh. I I know for a fact, and I know that you will know this, uh, Canadian radio has to play like, what, 85-15 when it comes to Canadian artists to American yeah. artists. So uh, I, I could pull some others if I needed to. Uh, but we're, we'll end on Tom Green, I guess. Uh, I guys... like that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm all right with Tom Green. Keep that's it Canadian. Awesome. That's cool. Keep it Canadian. <laughs> well, that's going to wrap up the show. Uh, Danny had a good time. I hope you uh, uh, enjoyed hanging out with me. Everybody else, go check out the drop of Fidgy Cards on the 14th. That's going to happen two days from now, and you can get yourself some wonderful artwork uh, for a wonderful cause. Uh, and, Danny, do you take commissions, or is there anything that we need to know about you that uh, we didn't ask? I'm closed for commissions right now. I, I keep telling people this. I'm sorry for the ones that are still waiting. I am still hoping to reopen, but closed at the moment uh, and got lots of cool stuff coming up. So take a look. I, I, I posted his website for you guys. It is a .ca. Don't worry. You're not going to get charged for that. Uh, the .com will send you there anyway. You can <laughs> enter both. <laughs> okay. I posted his, uh, his, uh, his website for you. You could find his social media at the bottom of that page. So just scroll all the way down to the bottom. Make sure you give him a follow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, you know, LinkedIn, whatever he's got up there. You just go follow him. Make sure you have a good time. Danny, thank you so much for joining me. I, I really appreciate it. I hope, I hope to, to see you again soon, okay? Oh, it was so much fun, Eric. Thanks for having me, man. appreciate it. Awesome. Hang out backstage. Everybody else, that's going to be it. Good night. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow.